When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Hello, class. Open your textbooks to 1994 still, but to season two of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. We did it. We made it to season two. We did. And I think we're opening our textbooks in the fall of 1994. When we ended, it was the spring of 1994. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the last time you heard us, it was the spring of 1994. It is now the fall. The leaves are changing colors. Mm -hmm. The um, air is getting cooler. Humidity is going down. Last you heard of us, we weren't sure if we were going to get renewed for a season. Renewed for a season two. And here we are. Season two, we did it. We made it. It was so exciting when we got that call from our producer. Uh Uh-huh. And they were like, we're going to do this podcast for a second season. Uh You're renewed. You're renewed. You can do it. And Podbean was like, you can keep paying us $15 a month to do your show. And we were like, really? I'm so excited. I just, I started crying. It was the happiest moment of my life. I did too, because it was my last $15. Oh. <laughs> I wish you had told me I wouldn't have bought that sub from Subway. Oh, no, not the sub from Subway. I'm so <sighs> sorry. This podcast is now etched in time, and no one will forget that time that you got a sub from Subway the only time ever. Well, the only time when you spent your last $15 <laughs> on our special renewed podcast. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Oh, that was like a like we practiced it or something. <laughs> we definitely didn't. We didn't practice anything. I can do anything with you staring into my eyes. I like can do that. anything. You can do better. What? What? That's not right. And I can do anything. Yes, that's exactly it. Anything you can do, I can do better. Oh, we yes. figured it out. The commercial from 1994. That's not from 1994. I bet it was. No, I'm pretty sure it was from like 1950. Uh, I was thinking of the Michael Jordan one. Oh no, I don't. I feel like that was later. That must have been later because I think Mia Hamm was in it, and she was a big World Cup star in like '99. Anyway, he's he's got a crystal ball. He's looking into the future. Uh huh. Mia Hamm. 1999. Who even is Mia Hamm? I don't know. 1994 in the fall. I just said Mia Hamm, and a bunch of people were like, "I gotta get lunch meat." You're right. I need ham. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad joke, and you're laughing very hard. <laughs> yes, it's been a long day, huh? Oh, it has. So we're here to discuss season two. What all has transpired between um, season one and season two for you, Tanya? For me, mm-hmm. um, I uh, you started a garden. Oh, I have so much gardening that I've done. Mm-hmm. I planted a whole new garden. I've never done that before. You I gotta... usually just use whatever garden space is with our house already. And this time, I like dug out a whole area. Garden space and... is my favorite movie. Yeah, mine too. I love I it when so much. They play "Damn, it feels good to be a gangster" <laughs> while Zach Braff is on his scooter. Uh huh. Because it's a mixture of mm-hmm. all right. Thanks. Anyway, yeah, I got you. You got poison ivy. I got poison. I always get poison ivy mm-hmm. when I. I garden. thought you were gonna say I always got poison ivy. Poison ivy is my favorite, not the actual like plant, but like poison ivy from Batman. I love her so much. Stop scratching yourself. It's itchy. It's not just because I say poison ivy doesn't mean you have to I scratch it. I forgot it existed. I just put Benadryl on it when I was in the bathroom. Go girl, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to respond to that in a natural way because there's no natural response to. I just put lotion on it. 
Yeah, well, it wasn't itching until you said, like, well, you got poison ivy. What else have you done other than itch yourself? Oh. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's also etched in podcast history. Um. Well, yeah, I celebrated Easter. That's true. We On did not Easter. Easter? Yeah, it's not Easter today. It's not Easter today, but we it's... celebrated Easter a lot today. Mm-hmm. Um, when this episode comes out, it will be right after Easter. So it's actually coming out like as if we celebrated Easter on the right day. That's true. We shouldn't have said any of this. Yesterday was a great Easter, huh? It was such a good Easter. We had way too much candy and I feel gross. Oh, yes. And then we ate ice cream too. Yeah, that was a choice. Yeah. <laughs> so was the candy. The, the candy was not a choice. People are just pouring it down our throats. Well, when you're with your kids and other kids and... There's just candy going everywhere. Like, you can't not just grab, you know, I'm going to go ahead and have one, pop one of these real quick. With our, with our nieces and nephews, it does feel like a game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. Like, Mm -hmm. you're watching them just, like, pile it into their faces, like, Mm -hmm. at the speed of light. And you're like, I've got to take this away and make it disappear. They're just going to keep going. And the only way to do it is to eat it yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, we were playing a game of Hungry Hungry Hippos all day long. I. Heath bars. I think I just figured out today's commercial, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had Easter today. Um, it, you know what I've done in the last I was season? going to ask you. Oh, go ahead. What have you done? What has transpired for you since the end of season one? Funny you should ask. I worked on a theme song. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Me too. Well, I mean, I've heard I've heard it some. I want to hear it finished. It's definitely yeah. it needs some tweaking and um I can't wait until it's a part of our show cuz I did not like our old theme song. I like the song. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it for our show. It does, well, it's not a fit. It does so, not fit. I so it seems kind of fitting. A to change our theme song. I think every once in a while maybe we should because Boy Meets World changed their theme, changed... Every, like, every season, right? You don't know that yet. It's Crystal Ball. So far, mm-hmm. yes, every season has changed. The, season the between... episode we watched today didn't even have a theme song. That's true. I don't know if the rest of the season two episodes have a theme song. I honestly don't either. It just had, like, a, a real quick, like, with, cor- cool. I guess, a it's, cartoon and, Corey? Yeah. A very poorly drawn cartoon oh, Corey. Stop it. Someone put a lot of work into that. First off, I don't think they did. Second yeah, off... when someone says that about the theme song that you write... Okay, they can hate it. sad. They can hate it. Um, anyway, the theme song. I feel like we should change it every once in a while just to match up with Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. But also, I in, in, in contextually, I don't think the season one Boy Meets World theme song is very good, and I don't think it matches up with the show very well. Mm. So I think our season one theme song also didn't match up with our show very well and that was an artistic choice you have put for so podcast. much thought into the fact that you had certain theme songs to choose from and you were like mm, this is the best one i made six theme songs for a friend's podcast mm-hmm. they took two mm-hmm. so there were four left mm-hmm. and i took one of those four right because we had been trying to record our show for 300 years and the dinosaurs died and then we went all right finally let's go ahead and make our podcast and yeah. i said let's just do it i'm gonna make this terrible artwork artwork it's really bad i don't i it's endearing to me and it's grown on me honestly like i really see bad. it it's very bad and sometimes like when i'm posting the picture of cry it, no <laughs> this is my legacy <laughs> i'm happy with it being my legacy um 
it's it's special to me. It's endearing. It was the first logo for our show. But well, if it was you our first theme song for the show too, you hate uh, that. <laughs> you didn't make it for our show. That's true. You didn't. So it's not endearing. But mm. um, I put a filter over our like thing, my screenshot of the podcast when I was posting it on Instagram, and it made the boy and girl stand out so much <laughs> on the world that it just it looked like our nephew who is three drew it <laughs> and i and i feel like like if that were the story if it was like our three-year-old nephew drew this and he's a part of our podcast it would have been the sweetest thing it would have been alden drew it yeah he's 35 I, I drew it on the on my computer just because I wanted to, like, fine, let's put this up. Let's just do it so now it's a thing, and then we'll figure things out later. Right. Like, I I hate, hate, hate talking about something and not doing it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely, like, I would rather do a thing and then progress and get better and whatever as we go than to have all of our ducks in a row but, like, talk about something for two years and Mm -hmm. nothing's come of it and have people, like, lose interest in it or... Or even me losing, like, if I talked about something for two years and didn't do anything with it, I would lose interest in doing it. Yeah, I'm not worried about other people losing interest. I am worried about me just going, why do I, why, I can't possibly still be like, hey, check this out, it's coming soon. Right. And, like, three months have gone by. Like, I can't. It drives me insane. Yeah. So... I just wanted to go, you know, fine, let's just do this. And I had a theme song in mind, and it's kind of what is is happening now for our theme song. Um, and it kind of that tune was in my head the whole time, but it wasn't coming together at all. So it was just like, fine, I have all these pre-made theme songs that I made for someone else. Let me just look through them, find the one that isn't the, the worst fit. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think they're all pretty good theme songs, just yeah. not for... You do stuff with video game podcasts. Right. Like, this is not that. Like, it's very different. Well, except for that time that we have Mario on as a guest host. That, that does not set, like, the bar for every episode, though. Right, I guess. But when Sonic the Hedgehog is on next week, and he's doing his hot takes on Topanga's new outfit. But that, like, our theme song would need to be way faster for and Sonic's episode. It would, and it's going to be... And it's gone, and it's over, and he's already eating a chili dog. But there needs to be the sound of him, like, picking up the <sighs> gold. We're talking about video games again. Oh. Who did this? You. Uh, so, anyway, new theme song, new me. I'm really, really New excited. year, new me, and I'm excited, too. Yeah, we got new binders and pencils. and mm-hmm. For the new school year. For the new school year. New outfits. Whole new wardrobes. Whole new wardrobes for our six years in high school. I'm anyway. so excited to be in high school for six years. <laughs> we'll discuss that very shortly. Um, I guess it's time to get into the episode. Well, you've been way more productive than I have when it comes to the show. Well, yes. I mean, just in general about the show. I think 90% of it is my work and then we sit down and we talk. Yeah. And then I do lots of stuff. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. Well, you know how to do all of it. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I know. didn't at one point, and then I learned. It's weird. Yeah. Life is weird. It's so weird how, like, <laughs> your brain evolves when you put knowledge in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched Boy Meets World, season two, episode one. Which we're... means we're not. This isn't the first episode overall. We're right. finally in, and we're past that. That's weird. It's weird. It's it, really weird. It was weird to watch another season 
um, because we talked about it before, but we really watched season one so many times Mm -hmm. to the point, like ad nauseum. We've seen it so many times, even before we were doing this show, because we would rewatch it with the kids or just, we're, we're both completionists. And so we, we kind of have this thing where Tanya more so than me, which is weird because, because I'm this way too, but Tanya more so than me, where she's like, well, we're going to watch the show. Well, got to start at episode one again. I'm like, we did we did this a month ago. I will never see the, who gets the, thro- the throne for Game of Thrones because I watched the first three seasons of Game of Thrones completely as they came out. And then I fell off the train for like two seasons. Choo-choo. And I was like, it's okay. I can go back and binge watch it. But I couldn't go back to the fourth season to binge watch it. I had to go restart the entire show because what if I miss something and then when I restarted I realized I hated the show and I just couldn't get through it but it's just crazy to me why what is wrong with my brain don't put that on the internet you're gonna have so much hate I don't care I wasn't gonna cut you off and say that I hate Game of Thrones because I was like nope I don't want I don't want all that shade thrown my way I think though like it's just not my thing it's just a lot of unnecessary garbage and there's certain characters that I love a lot Mm-hmm. That I like, I wish that I could just have like episodes with just like those three characters that shows them and what's happening with hey, them, and then nobody wait. else. Game of Thrones doesn't exist. It's 1994. I wonder when he wrote those. I think it was after 1994. Oh yeah, maybe. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Boy Meets World. Back to Boy Meets World in 1994. Uh, we watched it. We watched it. Tanya, what is season two, episode one called? I didn't write <clears throat> it down there. Oh, you didn't. I had it for a second. (laughs) I wrote down the blurb for her. So uh, like literally 95% of the work. It's called Back to School 2, the number 2, Back to School. Oh, because season season 2. Oh, oh, golly. That's crazy. So this uh, season 2, episode 1, Back to School was directed by David Trainer, Megan Trainer's grandpa, mm-hmm. and um, writer David Kendall. Kendall. Ken- so this one is written by a, f- a male? Yes. I feel like we had a lot of female writers in the first season. I don't know about that. I feel I- like it's probably 80% male. Really? Yeah. I feel just because when I re-listened to it, like when I listened to them as they came out, I feel like I heard a lot of like April Kelly and... April Kelly was one episode. Really? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Wow. So what's the blurb? What's the blurb? And if you're unfamiliar with this, and you probably aren't, uh, Tanya's going to read the Hulu blurb of this episode. It's my blurb time. Blurb time. It's blurb o'clock. Go ahead. Blurb (laughs) o'clock. Go. We need a cool Boy Meets World theme name. (laughs) Blurb meets... Nah. Nope. Nah. Mm -hmm. We'll figure this out. We'll workshop it. Girl meets blurb. Nah. Uh, I'm just going to read it. Blurb, blurb, (laughs) blurb. Blurb is the word. No, also bad. Please read the blurb. Where does Get the me blurb? out of this hell. <laughs> Corey tries to avoid the difficulties of his transition into high school, but discovers that the best way to get around fear is to face it head on. What's going to happen? So. What's he afraid of? What's he afraid of? What could he possibly be afraid of in high school? High school is not scary, especially in seventh grade. It's seventh grade high school. That's the weirdest part. So. I guess, first and foremost, let's address sort of that. So it starts with the, well, do, do they start in the classroom? They do not. They start in the kitchen. I'm very excited to see 
how this plays out in season two. Maybe there's a stylistic change and they start in... What if they start in a different place every episode? How is that going to make I our podcast? I will lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we watch it and Alden's just like screaming and doing somersaults nah, it, around the room. He's like, blah, no, they started in I, the garden. Who do you think I am? It won't be like that. It'll be a gradual... Uh, <laughs> adjustment so like season two will be like oh and then season or episode three is like oh and then <laughs> by with the time we get to like episode 20 and it's another one then like it's like they started on an airplane <laughs> where are they going i don't know we'll find out on episode 20 um so they started in the kitchen and they're talking about their upcoming day of school and and alan and amy are talking about how nervous Corey's gonna be and he's so scared and he's He's, he's starting he's starting high school and I thought maybe they jumped in time maybe it was sixth grade in season one but we we talked about this because Eric came I know. to talk to them I know about going to high school the next year I know but I thought maybe they skipped they just ignored that mm-hmm. and they said yeah ninth grade so but uh Alan clearly states like this is your first day as a seventh grader going to high school. Mm-hmm. Is this a thing? Okay. So I've thought about this a lot and I've done some <laughs> digging. Have you done some digging? Well, so I had friends who went to a secondary school. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it was a normal public school, but it had junior high and high school mixed together. So it started in seventh grade. It did seventh and eighth grade were junior high and then ninth through twelfth was high school but they all went to the same school so it could have been something like that like like my friend was friends with seniors and stuff when she was in seventh grade like they cohabitated they had lunch together and everything um so that was a thing that i thought of but they very clearly say he's starting high school not junior high right so i've looked and searched and searched and they're is nothing online anywhere about high school starting in seventh grade. So ever. I want to hear if that's a thing that's happened to anybody. Um, we want to hear I, from you. We want to hear from you. I I also think that if if there aren't high schools that run from seventh to twelfth grade in Philadelphia or in major cities like public high schools, mm-hmm. if that's not a thing that exists somewhere, what a batshit crazy decision they made on this show. Where they're like, oh, well, you know what? It'd be so much easier if they were just in the same school. Let's just make it 7th through 12th grade. Well, but like, as kids, we didn't notice that. We were just like, no. oh, yeah. Like, they're we're going to high school. How did we not notice that? We all knew what grades were. Yeah, I don't know, but... I also can't imagine going to a school like that where in, because sixth to eighth grade is scary enough. Like our kids were terrified of eighth graders when they were in sixth grade. Aubrey is in seventh grade right now. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine her going to school with seniors? No, she she was terrified in sixth grade. Like the eighth graders are just they're tough. Like for if she was in seventh grade with 12th graders, she would not be OK. Yeah. But I think a lot of kids would not be okay. And mm-hmm. then a lot of kids would get in so much more trouble because the cool 7th graders would be trying to hang out with the 12th graders and be more susceptible to do whatever they yeah. wanted them to do. Um, well, and they're riding buses. I think, like, like bus riding is, is scary anyway. Like, 
in elementary school. You've got kindergartners, which are teeny tiny little human beings, riding the bus with fifth graders. Some of those fifth graders are the size of adults. Mm -hmm. Like, that's scary enough. Imagine, though, you've got little seventh graders on a bus with adult men. And, like, that's insane because there isn't anyone to, like, there's the driver. Anything can happen on a bus. Anything. Anything. No. Like, they could have dinosaurs. Um, So, it is very scary. Yeah. It is a scary thought. But, you know, so they're going into this very, well. Well, no. So, so Corey comes running downstairs. Mm -hmm. Amy and Alan are talking. They're like, oh, he's probably so nervous. We need to be sensitive to him. And he comes, like, charging down the stairs, jumping down all the steps. And he's like, nope, I'm good. And they're like, "Uh, what? And he's like, I've, uh, you know how you tell me to do my homework? And Amy goes, you did homework? And he goes, it's a metaphor. <laughs> so he grilled Eric all summer on, like, what to expect from high school. And he wrote up a plan for him and Sean, like, to befriend the toughest guy in school. Like, they had it all planned out. Um, was there a Morganism? There's so many Morganisms in this episode. Well, it, it, it starts very quickly with a different tone on Morgan. Morgan has has hardened over the last six months. Life has done her rough. Like, Corey walks down, and she's just like... You're a booger. No, nah. The first thing she says is, go back to camp, loser. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Calm down, Morgan. What happened to Morgan over the summer? I don't Did know. Did they leave her with Corey more? She just had to fend for herself all summer long? Probably, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they have? They didn't. They never exhibited any She's change in behavior. She was up in the treehouse by herself mm-hmm. all summer. Breaking vases Breaking left and right. Breaking vases and like living off of popsicles or something. Yeah. So, yeah. She's immediately like, go back to camp, loser. And... um so Corey discusses it with Amy and Alan, how he's got this plan. And then then that's when... Sean walks in. Well, no, that's when Morgan oh. goes, you're a booger or something like that. Because Corey said something about who he is. And mm-hmm. she's like, you're a booger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I laughed so hard. I did not. Because I was thinking, what happened to this poor little girl? There's... Okay, so... You think that, but I think that it was a good portrayal of a snarky kid getting older. And it made me realize that, like, one of the kids that I watch, she's only two, but she's, like, super sassy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that uh, her already bossiness at two years old would translate into Morganisms Mm -hmm. at six or seven. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, from there, Sean does walk in. Sean walks in and uh, Corey is discussing with Amy and Alan about how this is his chance to reinvent himself. It's high school. Now is my time to reinvent myself. And Sean walks in and he says, Corey, I I lost my plan. I I forgot my copy of the plan. Why did they ever let me get out of high school? Why did they ever let me out of the sixth grade? I was, I'm an idiot. And Amy goes, see, Sean's not trying to reinvent himself, which... Sick burn, Amy. Yeah, it was really good. I didn't even realize it the first time we watched it that she was saying, you're not reinventing yourself because you're still an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, but okay. So she says that, but there's also like, I see in this episode a shift in 
how they view Sean. She's Absolutely. very maternal towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I also think that they wrote Sean differently. Yes. And he's more uh, tolerable. Well, it starts literally from day one. Uh, we go from Sean being this, like, I hate everything and I hate you mm-hmm. and I hate because I'm too cool. And then this episode is him going, I'm terrified. I'm not cool. This sucks. I'm right. so scared. Um, so he has glued uh, sideburns. Mm-hmm. They're called sideburns. They're like mutton chops. Mm-hmm. He has glued mutton chops to the side of his face. And Amy and Alan are just like, what on earth are you doing? He's like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm old enough to <laughs> buy my own hair. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, this is fine. And Amy reaches over and like licks her thumb and like gets the glue off of his face. It was actually like really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, then <laughs> Mr. Feeney just, like, barges yeah. into the house, like, just opens the door if my neighbor ever just walked into my house. Well, our it neighbor would... isn't Mr. Feeney. Our neighbor sucks. So um, The tone of Mr. Feeney, I feel like, shifted some, like, immediately in this episode. A little bit, yeah, but, I mean, it, we'll get into more. But yeah. uh, he does. He walks in and he says, there's a big bucket of rust blocking my driveway and all of the light in my kitchen and eric goes that's my new car he's like i assume it can move yeah and uh eric is just like yeah you want me to move it oh Uh, oh but that's after eric comes down because uh Corey's like standing in the kitchen she's like i'm so lucky that i have like a brother to show me the way through high school and like he's been so great telling me everything i need to know and eric comes down like hands him a piece of paper he's like sign this core mind you he says it in like a sweet like brother way like here core sign this paper and it's like this really smart like legal document that says that Corey will not speak to him or acknowledge his presence in high school Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that happened before mr feeney walked in right because he can't he can't be seen as a seventh grader's brother Mm -hmm. or he'll get picked on Mm -hmm. uh but yeah mr feeney comes in he asks eric to move the or he he complains about the car being in mr feeney's way Eric says, do you want me to move it? And Mr. Feeney says, well, no one's going to steal it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, now we go to school. We go to school. Now we're... New school. We fun- new school, new year, new me. What? There's stairs in this one. Oh, wait, there were stairs in the other one, weren't there? I don't remember. I think there were. It's we only saw the hall like once. Long time. Yeah. Uh, it's time. It's we're time gonna... for high school. It's time for hallways. It's time for hallways. It's time for lockers. It's, it's time, time for... for doors in front of other doors. Mm-hmm. So we get to high school and these two geeky kids come in the doors. They're standing at the top of the stairs like, yes, we're starting. This is going to be great. However this day starts is going to show us how the rest of our years or or the rest of our. Yeah, what happens in high school determines the rest of our lives. And then there's literally a door right in front of that door. And like Corey and Sean come bursting through it. Hit those two kids in the face. They're like, welcome to high school. This is going to determine the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Why were there doors there? I don't know. It was weird. I don't, I guess just for this joke, huh? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, so Corey walks in and uh, the, the geek is still hanging on the door when he closes it. And that's when they start looking over their, their schedule, right? No, they get um, there. So they're like, okay, we've got lockers. We've got... 
hallways. We've got classes. We've got kids in underwear. Oh, yeah. And like two more geeks go by. Well, it's one kid who's who's in his boxers mm-hmm. and he walks straight up to Corey because Corey's the only kid that matters and goes, or Corey says, what happened to you? And he was like, a senior took my clothes and beat me up just for being a new kid. Who are you? And Corey goes, I'm a new kid. And he goes, well, good luck in there. <laughs> and he walks away. So. So then they, um, they, do they go to class now? No, they look over their schedule and they see that their first teacher's name. Oh, no, no, no. This is when, um, uh, Frankie or the oh, yeah. big, big kid walks up, picks Corey up, throws him up against the wall and says, what are you doing almost in my way? And uh, I don't remember. So that's when Frankie and what's his face? Um, I can never remember what's his face's name yeah. because, like, I love Frankie so much. Right. He, he I love Ethan Frankie. Supley. Ethan Frankie. Ethan Frankie. I love Ethan Frankie so much. No matter what he does, whatever show he is in after 1994, I will watch it. Whatever movie he is in after 1994, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. I adore him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like this, this teeny little scene immediately makes me feel that way. Like the moment that it happens. Um, so there's like a back and forth with the long haired guy that I can never remember his we've name. Gotta figure that out because we've got lots more episodes. You want to me do. to wiki it? Real no, quick? no. Because we'll just, I think it's on here. No, we'll just okay. Keep go ahead. Joey, his name Frankie is Frankie and Joey. Joey. That's right. So they long haired guy is Joey. Yeah. Got it. To Joey Longhair. They pick him up and throw him against the locker, and then Corey's like, I wouldn't have been in your way if you if I wasn't in your way. So maybe I you know, if if I wasn't here, we wouldn't be here. And Frankie's like, What is he trying to say, Joey? And Joey goes, and we'll discuss this here. Joey goes, Is he saying you're gay, Frankie? And Which so if we were to stop it right there, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, 1994, why? Yes. Yeah, my initial reaction was, oh, come on. Like, I have to talk about this show. Right. And and we when you talk about shows from 1994, you wouldn't expect them to hold up well mm-hmm. now, especially. Um, but so that happens. Yeah. And then Frankie goes, I need to. He, he puts Corey down and he walks away contemplatively and Joey's like, where are you going? And he's like, I have some stuff to think about. Yeah, I got some stuff to think about. And he walks away. Like, and there's no, like, you're calling me gay? Like, nothing like that. Like, right. It was it was like a, it was like I don't a know, I, may, I could be, I guess. Now I need to think about this. Yeah. Which was, uh, I mean, that's a, a clever way to go about that. Yeah. It was still a gay joke. So it's, it's hard to, to, so... If if there weren't any issues with prejudices and whatever, mm-hmm. this joke would have been fine. And it would have been an interesting, like, I got to figure things out about myself kind right. of situation. But there is that undertone of, like, well, 90% of what's these, any any gay joke that's being said is, is very inappropriate well, and, and awful. Well, and negative. It's, right. it's about it being negative. It's right. not like he's saying, well, you're just, like, a really, really good guy who's... Mm-hmm who's showing me around the school and is a wonderful person. So, like, it's... I'm not even sure what it was that would have pushed towards that reaction in 
Joey saying that. Right. But I think we can take away, and I, I mean, I'm a, a straight woman, um, mm-hmm. so I can't speak for anybody, but I do think the way that in that moment, like other shows would not have handled it the way that that was handled. Abs- absolutely not, especially in 1994. Um, it was actually like kind of sweet. I think so too, but I don't think I'm the authority to say that. Right. I would, I, you know, if we had any forethought at all, we should have asked uh, a gay friend and, and asked how they felt about it. Right. Um, and, and I think retroactively I'm going to do that, but it's too late now for our episode. Right. So, um, um, I do think that it's okay though for us to say this was not a moment that, um, would make someone uncomfortable in a way that most things in 1994 would have right. going that direction because yeah. I've watched things and it's just like slanderous things were funny Mm -hmm. constantly everything was slanderous and it was hilarious to everyone and this was turned into a moment of like i'm not going to take offense to this i'm going to go think about it Mm -hmm. so and it was frankie yeah and frankie's fantastic and we'll we'll definitely see more of him i'm sure but for now how could we not they've got to see how great he is right they walk off um, that's when Corey that, and that still wasn't, they, they talk about how, well, that wasn't even, um, Harley Kiner. Harley. Harley is the one that's supposed to be the biggest and toughest guy. Oh, yeah, if he's, is... if that wasn't Harley, when's, when are we going to see Harley? And, and this guy comes in with like a motorcycle helmet and he's got earrings and like, he's super tough looking and they're like, it's also much. clearly like 40, but I'll give he's Corey clearly a break. 40 and like, he's, he's. He is a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> he's a youth pastor with a backwards hat and like expensive sneakers. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, hey guys, I'm super cool. Look at my earring and I like comic books. Like I, th- I think before this, by the way, uh, Topanga came in, but we've already started talking about this part. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about this and then get back to Topanga. But yeah, he comes in super cool and like takes his, you know, his hair is like waving and he's like Ugh. got a weird like. 80s mullet in nine yeah, in 1994 like very uh uncle jesse is what his hair is doing yeah and uh cory immediately decides that's that m- harley that must be harley look at him he's got a motorcycle helmet this is harley we need to be friends with him so that we can be cool too and sean says i don't think that's harley like that guy's at least 30 and Corey goes, yeah, he's a lifer. He's been at, he's been in high school for years. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to him and tries to play it cool. And he's like, hey, you want to, you like, what does he say? He says something like, you want to get good grades? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll help you out. I can, you know, do whatever. He, I can do homework. And the guy's like, uh, I would hope that you do homework. Mm-hmm. And Corey goes, actually, homework's not really my strong suit. And he goes, well... I expect all my students to do homework. I expect all my students to do homework. Nope, that's not it. It's like a weird, like, Chicago, I, know. I think. Well, since Mr. Feeney's not in this season, so far, I well, have to... Well, he's in the season. He's not in the school. I we have... have seen Mr. Feeney, and you did not do the accent. True. But uh, it's because he was so angry. Yeah, um, he just came in like a bulldog. 
Uh, Mr. Turner says, oh, I hope you do my homework, because I expect all my students to do homework. And... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to work on that one. I expect all my students to do homework. That's cockney, that's not... Oi! <laughs> so, uh, Corey goes, You're so mean that they gave you students? And he's like, I'm a teacher. <laughs> Oi, I'm a teacher. <laughs> and... And um, that's when they realize their folly. Well, that's when Corey realizes his folly. That's Mr. Turner, their first period teacher, their mm-hmm. their homeroom teacher. Um, so he says, "Oh, you're late for class." Oh, that's good. I like that one. <laughs> that's very, very good. It's very newsies. It's very well, yeah, a little bit, but it's also reminiscent of Rodney Rathbone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows who that is. So we do. That's all that matters. Before. This all happened, Topanga came in. Mm -hmm. And Topanga, uh, I had to look and see when they recorded this show. Like, because Corey doesn't look that much different. Sean's a little taller. Sean's taller, but he really doesn't look that much different. No. Other than the fact that for the first few seconds, I thought those mutton chops were real. And I was like, damn, like, how old is he? And (laughs) Alden got jealous because he can't grow facial hair (laughs) that thick. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Laugh it up. Topanga walks in, though, and she looks... Four years older, probably. Yeah. But girls are like that. Girls do be like that. Yeah, girls do be like that. <laughs> uh, they go from, I mean, in in a summer, absolutely, they could hit puberty and boom. It, they've got, they look completely different. And act completely different? Well, she had to learn how to carry those boobs. Well, all right, that's a weird thing to say. I'm glad you said it because I'm, I'm not... a girl. I just said she hit puberty. Yeah, I'm not saying that. No, so, but uh, so she sees them. They're very excited to see her because they know her. Yeah, and they just got like assaulted by these bullies, and so they run up to her and they're like Topanga, and they hug her, which is just you know. She's like, "What is wrong with you yeah, guys? What the hell happened?" And they're like, the "Walk summer? in front of us." Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "What are you looking at?" Yeah, she goes, "What are you staring at?" I don't know how she knew anyone was staring at anything. Because you can feel people looking at you. You've never felt someone staring at you before? Yes, I can feel that, FYI. Okay. You've never been standing somewhere and you're just like doing something and like you can feel someone staring at you and you turn and look and they look away really quick? I guess so, yeah. But anyway, so Topanga turns around and says, what were you staring at? And Sean says something like... I blocked it out. Something about summer was good to you. Oh, yeah. I think I like... I go into this, like, grimacey, like, oh, I don't want to hear this part. Yeah, Corey said something like, you got a new blouse. Oh, yeah. Is that a new blouse? She's like, yeah, I got it over the summer. And that's when Sean's like, that's not the only thing you got over the summer. Yeah, and like she that. says, at least what I grew, I oh, think. Oh, no, she, she at, says. She says, at least what I grew was natural and rips off his sideburns, his mutton yeah. chops. Um, and that was uncomfortable as an adult man. Right. <laughs> but. I, it didn't hit me as uncomfortable at all as a seventh grader like that would have been a funny situation um so anyway that's when mr turner comes in they do all that whole thing Mm -hmm. um so then we cut to class now we're in class and again again they kind of pointed out though what again like, who the main people are. Like, they pointed out after this. Well, yes. What I'm saying again about, you didn't even know. We're not on the same wavelength. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Again. Corey is the focus. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that. <laughs> it's paralleling my life in such a strange way. Corey is sitting there with the Odyssey, which is what um, Mr. Mr. Turner, Mr. Yeah. Turner wants to talk about. He's teaching the class about the Odyssey. And Corey's got an X-Men comic underneath his Odyssey. So Mr. Turner walks over and he goes, Is that X-Men? And rips it out from underneath Corey's he's book. He's so annoying. Who? Mr. Turner. Is he? Yes. Yes. Why? Because he's just trying so hard. Of course I read comic books. Like Yes, he's he's trying very hard to be the youth, pa- youth pastor. Ugh. It's fine. It's whatever. You had a lot of youth pastors. That's, and that's true. Many of them were uncomfortable. So uh, he grabs the X-Men comic book, which I was you deftly... Just want it to... I was deftly trying to... See the cover? See the cover and figure out which issue it was I and what happened. I wanted to know. It looked like it might have been episode, or issue one, which would have been crazy because that would have been out like a year before. But whatever. I need glasses, so I was squinting and trying to figure out like who was on the cover, and I couldn't see anything. It's, it's uh, a show from 1994. I wish we had it in HD now. Like That would have been so great to be able to just pause and go, that's Wolverine and Cyclops and Jean Grey on the cover. You know, that's... X Men Nightcrawler. That's yet. number one. Uh, I don't remember if he was on the cover of that issue. Anyway, I have it somewhere. We need to find it. Yeah. What are we talking about? So X Men. X Men season two episode one. Uh, that's when Wolverine went to high school in seventh <laughs> grade. So Corey makes himself the center of attention immediately, mm-hmm. which at least he did it to himself. Yeah, he does it, and Mr. Turner is like, "You're going to be trouble, aren't you?" And he goes, "And Corey's no. like, no, Sean is." Damn, Corey. Yeah, so he throws Sean under the bus. And actually, Sean is sitting, like, completely unassuming, just, like, listening to everything. Um, Sean may have, that might have been his chance. He was like, I'm going to be a good kid. And Corey's like, yeah, except Sean's the bad guy. Amy called him an idiot, and he was like, I don't want to be an idiot anymore. I'm going to be a new kid. Um, And Corey just screwed it up for him. So Mr. Turner talks to Sean, talks to Corey, talks about the Odyssey, and is like... Anybody know what the Odyssey means? And Topanga puts her hand in the hand up, and so then he meets Topanga. So then, like, he doesn't meet anybody else in the class. It's just those three. And he goes ahead and he says, all right, so you guys are going to read the Odyssey, and you're going to read, everybody has to read X-Men, which means they all have to go to the comic book store and buy an X-Men comic book. Yeah. <laughs> Hope they have the money for it. Maybe as a cool teacher, he just assumed that all kids have it, X-Men number one. But that's crazy. Kids read other comic books. So we have the Odyssey. And X-Men. X-Men. Um, I think that's when class ends. Mm-hmm. Class ends and we cut to Corey out in the hallway. I don't remember. Something happens before this because Corey's with somebody else. And then he hears, he overhears someone say, hey, Harvey. Harley. Harley. Harvey. 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 I don't know. I was trying to think of a cool Harvey, but there aren't any cool Harveys. Nope, all Harveys are bad. Yeah. Just kidding. If you're a Harvey, you're fine. Probably. Harvey in, in um, Stardew Valley is pretty cool. But, so, he hears, hey, Harley, what are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And Corey's like, now's my chance. Right. So. Oh, my God. I pointed to you to start talking, and you yawned. <laughs> it's been a long couple days. I did ask, like... You good tonight? And I am. I just didn't know that you were going to point to me right at that moment. Okay. And? So Corey goes to try to talk to Harley. Uh-huh. And doesn't go well. 
well, it sort of, it starts to go well. Like, he's, like, talking to him and stuff. He's like, we could be best friends. Like, it'll be great. And he gives him his whole spiel. And Harley's like, you need a new name. And because your name is Fluffy or something. Poofy? I think, I think he said Fluffy. It's something like that. Because he said, my name's Corey. And he says, nah, your name's too Fluffy. Yeah. And he's like, your new name is, from now on, you're going to go by Johnny Baboon. Mm-hmm. And... Then it's weird, like simpering, like who, what even is that guy? Comes know. around the corner, like Mister Filch and Harry Potter, and he's like, "What, Mister Who in what?" I'm a wizard, and huh. I can see the future. I'm a divination divinator. A what? I'm magic. Anyway, he comes around the corner, and he's got his like notebook and pen out. He's a grown man with balding spots on his head. Like this is not like a hall monitor kid. This is an adult. And he comes around the corner and he's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, you're late for class. Yeah, but like in a really weird voice. Like, can you do his voice? Like simpering is the only word I can think of. I don't. It was very like throaty, but also like, like high pitch. High pitch. Like, hi, you're late for class. Yeah, that's a Muppet. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go see the principal. Um, And he sends both of them to the principal's office, mm-hmm. which, I mean, Harley's not happy about it. He's very upset about it. Because, because it's Corey's fault. Corey was supposed to be the one who takes the fall anyway. Right. And Corey did not do that completely. He, I think he did a little bit. I think he but, tried to, but it didn't matter. Yeah. This guy was just like, no, it's both of you. You're both right here. Um, so they take him to the principal's office. And mm-hmm. Corey's just like rambling as he walks in. He's like... You told me I'm Johnny Baboon. Johnny Baboon's having a bad day. It's the worst day ever. It couldn't possibly get worse. And you hear, oh, is that so, Mr. Baboon? Can you say it? Is that so, Mr. Baboon? And then... Baboon? <laughs> As the chair turns around and reveals the An acting... angry neighbor. Acting principal, Mr. Feeney. George Feeney. George W. Feeney. George W. Feeney. And Corey goes, what? Or something like that. Yeah. And uh, because Mr. Feeney, in all of the hustle and bustle, and in him walking into their house. And Never the, said see you at high school. Yeah, I'll be there. I wouldn't there. have either. No, I wouldn't have either. So if he did that, he that was like a clear choice on his part. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, I'm going to get this little fucker. Well, like, <laughs> that... That little fucker was like, aren't you uh, sad you're not going to have us in your class anymore when they were in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. And he was going to see them anyway and have a lot of authority over them. Yeah. Because he's the acting principal. He's the acting principal. And then uh, Corey says, well, acting, right? So that means like you're not going to do it forever. And Mr. Feeney says... Or, and you can't actually do anything to me. Right. And he's like, oh, well, they've actually given me a lot of responsibility, Mr. Matthews. And he says... Um, we're going to keep you out of detention for now, but let's just assume this is the first of many meetings that we're going to have this year, mm-hmm. Mr. Matthew, Mr. Matthews. And Corey says something about him not being a teacher, like, mm-hmm. oh, got to get to class, got to go to history with me. He, no, he goes, Mr. F- <laughs> Mr. F- <laughs> because it turns out Mr. Feeney is teaching world history shocker shocker so there's two teachers in the entire class two teachers and a 80 year old home monitor Mm -hmm. in this entire high school of six grades i mean we don't know it could it'll expand Mm. this is just episode one we'll see 
I really I'm curious to see if Mr. Turner uh, is able to like uh, win me over. Yeah. Watching it as an adult. So we go to the lunch now. We go to lunch. Um, and I think before anything major happens, and if not, whatever. We go to the same, probably the same lunchroom that they had in elementary school. Quite possibly. But Mr. Feeney's sitting there with Mr. Turner, and Mr. Feeney says, so uh, you, you, what's You're reading the, comic books. Well, what's the word I'm looking for? When you, like... Assigned? Make, assigned. I was going to say prescribed, and I was like, that's probably not the word it's I'm looking fine. for. Prescribed is fine. Uh, you, I'm going to prescribe you comic books. You prescribed comic books for, for homework and he says well yeah you know i'm just trying to get the kids to uh i'm trying to get on the kids level right and which is such an annoying thing to say it is such a youth pastor thing yes Yes. but so i i i get the feeling this is tanya's next annoyance so (laughs) stay tuned for the rest of the season as tanya gets more and more annoyed and i get more and more trying to wrangle her in and letting go of this weird well, anger. It's okay. So it's really weird because I remember being a kid and never liking Mr. Turner very much. And I don't know that any of my friends had uh, thoughts on him either way, but he bothered me like a lot. I'm I'm open to him growing on me as an adult. I think I'm taking some of my irritation, my childhood irritation into watching, rewatching this as an adult, because I honestly, I don't think I watch, I've watched like any of this season. Ever? That's uh, good, because it hasn't happened yet. Anyways. 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 Uh, so, uh, oh, we, we skipped over the fact that uh, Harley has told Corey that- He's going to kill at him. At three o'clock, he's going to kill him, which is such a school thing to do, like- I don't know anybody who ever had a fight scheduled for them. It's fights just happen. Do you mm-hmm. ever get any fights in school? No. None? Well You ever well, been in a real fight? A couple times I was going to be in a real fight and someone broke it up very quickly. Was that someone you? No. Uh once a person that we both know shoved me off of a desk for no reason. Like I was sitting on a desk mm-hmm. and I was just talking to my friends. And I knew that this person did not like me mm-hmm. because of a person that both of us had gone out with. And she literally like ran and shoved me off of this desk. Like I flew across the classroom mm-hmm. and I turned around to go like back towards her. And my friend CM like grabbed me and was like, uh, uh-uh, no, nope, this is not happening right now. No actual like fist fights ever? Not unless it was with my sisters. I got in fist fights with my sisters. That doesn't count. Well, then no. The answer is no. And that's okay. Like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. They've scheduled this fight for three o'clock and Corey's terrified. And and, uh, so we're in the lunchroom now after the whole Mr. Feeney and and Mr. Turner discussion. And Corey's freaking out. And Sean says, well, first off, they kick the doors in. On those nerds that they oh, when they come into the class into the cafeteria, yeah, they kick the doors in on those same nerds mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. So they've hit them twice now with mm-hmm. doors. Please door hold. Nerds. We have a Mr. Turner's going by on his motorcycle. <laughs> I wonder if that came in on the microphone. Anyway, uh, so they kick the doors in and hurt the nerds again. Mm-hmm. And 
Corey is freaking out because yeah. he's going to get murdered. And Sean's just like, like, again, this is so I'm I'm going to it's going to be a while before I'm used to new Sean because he's like sweetly just like, hey, like maybe you should talk to your brother about it. And Corey's like, I can't. I signed the thing, which there's so much weird loyalty. <laughs> like the fact that he was like, no, I can't. I signed that thing. I'm not going to bring him into this. Like, I am. positive that in the same situation, if Finley signed something that said he wouldn't talk to Caden at school, Mm -hmm. he would not. He would do the same thing and he would be saying, I can't talk to him. I signed an agreement. Yeah, it's actually very true. Mm -hmm. Now, if the tables were turned. No, not a chance. Not even remotely a chance. In fact, he would do it on purpose. Yeah, Caden would just like walk into school and be like, hey, Finley, my brother, what's up? Yeah. And Finley would be like, what? You signed an agreement. Yeah. It's official. He'd you're going to jail. scream it in the middle of school. You're going to jail. <laughs> um, yeah, but Finley, you're right. Finley would adhere to the contract. Right. So Corey's adhering to this contract mm-hmm. and has decided he can't talk to Eric. Right. And Sean so is like, you have to. So Sean, Sean goes over. Yeah. Sean's like, I'm going to do it for you then. Fine. And he's like, oh, great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he the like person whisp- that is your brother or While was Eric, your brother. Eric is sitting there talking to two girls. I would like to know the age range of these girls because they are interested in both Eric, a 12th grader, and Sean. He's not a 12th grader, a seventh is 7th grader. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought he was like a 10th grader. Mm, maybe. He just he just got a car. He just turned 16, like within the past few. So th- there's a, like a three-year age difference. Okay. So anyway, it, so these girls are interested in both of them because Sean walks over and he goes, oh, great one. And... and Mm-hmm. Eric says, uh, what do you need, Sean? I mean, I'm just guessing his name is Sean. I don't know his name. I'm just calling him Sean. And they're like, oh, bummer. Yeah, the girl goes, that's too bad. And like flirts with flirty eyes with Sean. And, and Sean just starts like giggling. Yeah, he does the weird giggle thing that he did in season one. Yeah, but it's actually like really strange how much older he seems than Corey. Yes. Well, and, and they say that in real life at this point... Sean and Eric were like best friends. Like they were inseparable. Oh, like the not actors. not on the show, but the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryder Strong and Will Frid- Friedel. Friedel. Yeah, they were besties. Mm-hmm. Ben Savage was not in the picture at all, as far as friendship mm-hmm. goes, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost crazy because Corey and and Sean play at best friends so well. Yeah, and then you would think off screen that they were best friends too, and they weren't. I think. Ben Savage is just this person who seems to sort of have chemistry with everybody. And, True. And he brings, like, this weird, like, um, energy into Ener- everything that he does. Energy and timing. And we'll talk about that in a second because I was His impressed by that. so good. Uh, that's when... So, uh, Sean says to Eric, Corey needs your help. He's going... He, you're not going to have a yeah, brother. you're really not going to have a brother. Yeah. At three o'clock today, you're not going to have a brother anymore. You need to talk to him. He's like, fine. Tell him to wait for me. Yeah. So, so you see Corey standing beside the um, water, water fountain. fountain. With a piece of chicken in his hand. Just like standing there like shell-shocked. Awkwardly with holding his piece of chicken up. And Eric goes to get water and says, you better make this quick. You only have a few words. Get this out as quick as you possibly can. And Corey just goes... Help! (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed so hard because it wasn't the the joke that was funny. And Mm -hmm. it was. The joke was funny-ish. But his comedic timing Mm -hmm. on that was impeccable. Like, top-notch. You would think that 
this kid would have grown up to be a huge movie star because his comedic timing was just boom on point yeah well Um, that and he plays this I think it's hard for a person to capture that weird, like, middle time. You say middle child, no, child no, no, one no, more no, time. No. I, have not said middle, I have not said middle child at all, you <laughs> jerk. Um, he captures that, like, sort of, I mean, that age where they still have, like, this weird, like, mischievous innocence. Like, there's, like, such a childlike, childlikeness about him. Mm-hmm. But he also, like, are those glimpses of him becoming a grown-up like mm-hmm. he plays that well in a way that i don't think most child actors could play like his delivery of words that most 13 year olds wouldn't use or his um like he delivers like being naive about things really well in this like in the same scenes i'd really like to talk to some of the people who worked on these early seasons or mm-hmm. worked on the concepts or ben savage himself and I'd like to hear if anybody along the way, when they were building this character, which I'm sure they they played off of him right. to create the character and make it what it was. But I'd like to know if any of that was based on Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, because there's a lot yeah. of Calvin in him. Yeah. And like the weird introspective, like just out of nowhere, you're like, this kid is so smart mm-hmm. and wise. But then he does this, he has the same things where you'll Mm -hmm. see in a comic strip with Calvin and Hobbes where he'll have these introspective, like, oh my God. And, you know, we're just on this, you know, this planet and we're hurtling around the sun and, eh, here's a snowball. And he just throws a snowball. So, like, he's just like, you know what? I I can't have this stress right now. I'm going to be, go back to being a kid. I feel like you probably were that kid. Uh, yep. Um, and that's why, I mean, Calvin and Hobbes is one of your favorite things. And yeah. Boy Meets World is one of your favorite things. And you had to force yourself to be, do kid things. Yeah. So you had to think about it. Like, I think that that is what this sort of represents as these kids who are um, so wise mm-hmm. and thinking things through in a way that most kids aren't. And then they're like, wait, but I'm a kid. I got to do this kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they're they're standing there talking, and and Corey and Eric are talking a little bit while Eric is facing away from him mm-hmm. and fixing his hair. They have and, a really like, I mean, just watch the episode because like even the timing, Will Friedel's timing is really good too mm-hmm. in a lot of things. And this episode in particular, I felt like he did a really good job of being like, I think. It, like I said in the very beginning, his delivery of just saying core instead of Corey, like he's he's saying something that is um, showing his affection for his brother while also being like, stay away from me. Mm-hmm. Like he loves his brother. He loves him, but he also loves his social status. Right. So he says, I think, you know, you just got to man up and do what you can and try to. Uh, and he's like, go to the nurse. <laughs> yeah. Go to the nurse and tell him mom, mom needs to come pick you up. Yeah. And he, well, he first he tells him, first he tells him, like, you can fight him, try mm-hmm. to fight him. And Corey's like, no, I will die. Right. And then Eric gives him that whole go to the nurse plan. Mm-hmm. And Corey says, well, then won't I just be a coward? I don't want to be a coward. And as he's saying that, the door kicks in again. And it's um, Harley. Harley. And Harley goes, who took the last piece of chicken? <laughs> and Corey is standing there this entire time holding up a piece of chicken that was just for this joke. And he just like drops it, drops it like, 
and goes, all right, so where's the nurse? <laughs> but um, uh, Corey's going to go to the nurse or whatever, and he's decided that. But before, mm-hmm. before we get more into this episode, uh, how about a word from our sponsors? That sounds good to me. <laughs> good. Hey, do you love pushing buttons a lot? Then you're going to love Hasbro or Mattel, whatever's new... Hungry, hungry hippos, because that's what Alden said this commercial was going to be about. But this episode goes super long. In fact, it was like an hour and 45 minutes of talking. Now it's down to an hour and 26 minutes. But you know what? That's as long as this commercial is going to be. Bye, hippos. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) This this marks... That commercial is so good. Whatever that was, I'm going to buy it. This marks um, a first in our podcast history. Uh, It's season two, New Year, New Me. And we're going to record that commercial later and then put it in there. Because he forgot something. No, don't tell people. Which is not new (laughs) season, new Alden. No. It's new season, same Alden. He forgets things. That's true. So, because earlier in this episode, we talked about something and I said, I just figured out my commercial... And now here we are, 25 minutes later, 40 minutes later, whatever it is. Six days later. And I have forgotten. So anyway, back to the episode, Tanya. (laughs) All right. So Corey's going to go to the nurse. So you see uh, the nurse's office. You do. And the two dorks that keep getting hit with doors are sitting there. Mm -hmm. And they're just like... Uh, we're waiting for the nurse so that until three o'clock so that we can go home and not yeah. be in school anymore. And Corey sits down and they're like, what are you here for? And he's like, what do you mean? Or he's like, no. oh, you know, fever, chills. Shaky pelvis. Shaky, <laughs> shaky pelvis. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I have a broken nose and a broken arm no, he goes, and asthma. So the first kid goes, broken nose. And the second kid goes, Got that. And the <laughs> sec- first kid goes, sprained elbow. And he goes, got that. And he goes, asthma. And he goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like that. Oh. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. It was funny. I like nerds. Um, That's because you are one. Hey, Corey. Sick burn. I know. Uh, Corey just sort of is like, I don't want to be this person. Like, this is, like, I can't believe, like, this is, I can't spend six years of my life being this way. They said, we only have six years of of acting like this. And Corey says, I can't do this for six years. I'm not going to be the coward for six years. I'm just going to go face my fight head on. Yeah. And they go, where are you going? And he says, I'm not going to sit here and fake an injury for six years. I'm going to go get one. I'm going to go get a real one. And he's. Picks his backpack up and storms off. That to me is, it's such an Alden moment. Yeah, probably. It is such an Alden moment. And then the door swings open and slams into the first nerd. And the second nerd goes, Lucky. Lucky. I don't know. I like them. I hope we see more of them. I I like them. They're there. What? Well, you know, you don't ever see the same people. I guess maybe second season is different. Yeah, new year, new me. Yeah. So Corey goes off to fight Harley. Yeah. He goes up to, uh, he walks up to the bathroom and... Frankie's there. Well, Sean... Frankie was there? Oh, wait. We missed a whole Frankie. We missed a whole Frankie. (gasps) Hashtag Frankieism. What happened? 
So, um, in the part where Harley tells Corey that he's going to kill him, mm-hmm. before that happens, Corey has gone to find Harley um, and talk to him because he's, he still thinks that maybe they might be okay. Mm-hmm. And he gets to where they're hanging out, which is, I guess, in front of the senior bathroom or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Joey and Frankie and Harley are all hanging out in front of the bathroom. And... Um, well, first, Frankie said, or Joey said, oh, so, senior again, huh, Frankie? Or senior again, huh, Harley? Oh, you think yeah. You think you're going to finish this year? And he goes, oh, I'm thinking about it. You think, think you're going to go to college? He goes, I think I, think I might, but... I think I might even take the SOTs this year. <laughs> but that's when Corey walks up. Yeah, we missed this whole thing we were talking earlier. So Corey walks up and I honestly like, you're going to have to fill in blanks. Cause I don't remember what is said. Well, Frankie, go- I mean, uh, I, I, I'm going to say Frank. No, no, Harley. Oh, they need to have different names. It's too Frankie, many E's. Joey, Harley. I think they do that on purpose. And Corey. Corey? Shawnee? Johnny? Marnie? <laughs> And uh, uh, Harley says, get him, boys. Like, who is this kid coming up to me? Get him, mm-hmm. boys. And they walk over to him, and uh, Joey goes, hey, Frankie, isn't this that, oh, isn't that kid from when you was gay earlier? <laughs> and Frankie, Frankie just, goes, like, turns around yeah, he just, and walks into the bathroom. Well, he doesn't just turn around. He, like, he makes a very perplexed, like, thought-provoking face. And turns around and goes into the bathroom. And I think that's one of the things that's so great about Frankie is his nonverbal acting. He is, is so emotive. His fa- his facial insp- expressions, his his body language. He's just, you can see every thought yeah. he's having as he's having it. Yeah. So, yeah, he does like a, uh, like a real sour, confused... Not like negative. It's right. like it's just like a I had I didn't really have time to think this through earlier, so I'm just gonna go and think this through again because like this is stirring a lot up in me. Yeah. So he turns around and he walks into the bathroom and Joey goes, Where are you going? And he says, I need time and he just walks off. And it's fantastic. <laughs> it is so good. So yeah, that was hashtag Frankieism. Yeah. Oh, I love Frankie so much. So much that you needed me to fill in the blanks. It well, cause like I remember what Frankie says. Mm. When he's on the screen, like, I don't think I remember what everybody says. I'm just like, oh, Frankie. I just, I've always, like, I just love him. I would like to know if this was before or after Mallrats. Isn't uh, it? It's before. I think Mallrats came out in 96, but it could have been filmed around this time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, because I, I would like to know if the people who made Mallrats saw this and then, because his character in Mallrats yes. is a guy who stands still and emotes just on facial expression mm-hmm. and very subtle mm-hmm. facial expression the entire movie. Yeah. He just stands in front of, spoiler alert for 1996, he stands in front of a 3D uh, picture for the entire movie, trying to see the 3D image. Mind you, that's literally what he does the whole time, but you remember him. Right. So, like, because he's so much a part of that film. Because in every scene, you see him getting more and more perplexed and confused and you watch him like he's not saying these things but you can see him going why can everybody else see this and i can't what's wrong with me i think there's even a few moments where he starts to think that he's seeing something and then he's like and then like you watch his face go back like to like his brow is furrowed and like 
if you've never seen this guy, like, look him up. You will realize you've seen him in something. Also, but... you've seen him because we're watching the show together. Yeah, well, we have, but what if other people are like, eh, I don't really want to watch Boy Meets World. Let's just let Tanya and Alden watch it for <laughs> us, and we'll just, like, listen to it through them. That idea is nuts. <laughs> there are people who do that. I would love to find out anybody who's listening to our podcast that has also not ever seen Boy Meets World and also doesn't want to watch Boy Meets um, World. I have, I have listened to a couple of TV show podcasts for shows that I would never watch. I think I, I have... listened to a Bachelor podcast and I hated The Bachelor. That's because we love those people who did that podcast. I listened to some of those episodes too, but I think that's different because The Bachelor is a show where you might just like to hear somebody talk about it. Boy Meets World is a watchable show and not a show that you would want to hear about, I think, if you weren't into this show. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know or care. Let's just keep going. Just so love Frankie. Frankie's awesome. Um. Anyway, enough about Frankie because we still have like 15 minutes of episode no, left. We're no, at the end. we're at the very end, really. Yeah. yeah, we're at the last scene ish. Okay, uh, Corey goes up to get his, his fight on. Yeah, uh, so he's there and he's talking to Sean, and Sean is going, I this feels wrong, like I need to be here for you, I need to be here with you again. Different Sean because Sean so last different. season would have been like, Bye, mm-hmm. and Corey says, No, I need to. I need to do this by myself. It's like, this just feels so bad. And then one of the girls that have been talking to Eric mm-hmm. comes down and is like, there you are, Sean, and like grabs him by the arm. He's like, I feel better about this now. Mm-hmm. They reason. walk off. The Sean and, and, and Blondie, Blondie walk off. So Corey goes, ah, it's 3.05. So maybe, maybe Harley decided he didn't want to do this. And then the door opens up and Har- Harley goes, uh... We forgot. True. Or, Mr. Turner walks Mr. by. Mr. Turner walks by. So Mr. Turner talks to Corey and he's just like, hey, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. He's like, maybe you'll see me tomorrow, but I think I'm about to die. Or what he does he say? say that. I'll be like, I'll be the one in the suit laying face up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they talk about the Odyssey for a couple of minutes and they kind of parallel it with the fight. Mm-hmm. And, but without... very, very weak Feenyism. Like, yeah. Mr. Feeny would have made it like so. Mr. Turner is not the new Feeny. No, not yet. Um, he's a first year teacher. He's a brand, he's a rookie. Yeah. He's still learning. He's got an earring. Um, he's got, he's yes. got an good, earring. Good point. And a perm. Um, and a motorcycle. Okay. What so, if he doesn't have a motorcycle? What if he just what if he just wears that helmet like in the car on the bus to go home on the bus? So at this point now, my conspiracy theory is that <laughs> Mr. Mr. Feeney is a serial killer and murders twenty four children a week. And Tanya's big <laughs> Tanya's big conspiracy is what if he doesn't have a motorcycle and he just has a helmet? <laughs> You know what? It's good. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. Everybody's let's, contemplating this now. Let's watch this grow throughout the yeah. season. We'll see. Watch you be surprised. We'll be like, you know what? I didn't ever see him on a motorcycle. I don't think we'll see him on it, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have one. Whatever. Um, anyway. I do. I would like to see if there's like some clues along the way where he's like, yeah, I just, <laughs> his, I just, bus pass. I just really love my, my motorcycle and this, this square wheels it has it has square wheels right <laughs> and you're like wait a second tanya saw it coming anyway they talk it's real quick mr turner walks off and says i'll mm-hmm. see you tomorrow and that's when the whole it's 305 maybe harley it won't comes happen out of the bathroom. harley comes out of the bathroom and goes maybe i was just trying to be fashionably late 
Corey's like, all right, let's do this. He calls him anal compulsive. He does. He calls Corey anal compulsive. Yeah, so... And nobody went, ew. That is true. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we go back to... Back to the end of the episode. Back to the end of the episode. And Harley is like, what are you doing? Like, why did you even show up? What, what are you doing right now? And Corey goes, you know what? I'm not going to be the guy who runs away for six years. For six years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be the coward. I don't want to be the guy who couldn't handle it. So here I am. Do your worst. I don't yeah. care. I know what's going to happen. And he's like, you don't even seem scared. He's like, yeah. Let's just get it over with. Come on. It was a very cool little speech he gave it. Yeah. He gave to him. And it wasn't like too much. It was just enough to say, like, this is, I, I made this choice for myself, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stand here and take it, and it's whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when Eric leaps. He comes running down the hall, like, on guard, <laughs> jumps over the little, whatever it is, stair, banister. Stair banister thing. Stair banister. And balcony, mm-hmm. whatever it is. He leaps over it in front, like, and crouches and, like, does. stands up, like, face to face with Harley Kiner. He's the, Harley Kiner is the only person that makes Eric look like he could be a high school student. Yeah. <laughs> because Harley Kiner has, like, a receding hairline. Yeah. We, and, I, like, wears bowling shirts. I made the comment about how Corey could have possibly thought Mr. Turner was a student, but Harley's not much younger than Mr. No, Turner. No, he's not, but he doesn't look like he could be a teacher. So Eric jumps and lands and, and stands up, like, nose to nose with Harley and says... Harley's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm just the guy who's here to protect this guy I don't know. Oh, oh beans, he's my brother. Yeah. And Harley, like, starts, like, circling them and he's like, what? Did you say you're his brother? And Corey... Him, very old and fashioned. Very old and fashioned, like so <laughs> old and fashioned. Takes this as like his moment to just not shut up. He's well, just like, well, didn't you hear him? He said he's my brother. What? Who do you think? Like, he's no, basically he, treating he's he, like an idiot. He, he says that. He says, "Did you? Didn't you just hear me say that? What are you, an idiot?" And that's when Eric grabs his mouth and says, "Just shut up, Corey." And Harley's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat both of you guys up now and I'm gonna end the bloodline or some yeah. shit like that." What was the name that he gave to Corey? Uh, Joey. Something, Johnny. Johnny Baboon. Oh, yeah. I'm going to end the Baboon bloodline. That's right. uh, yeah. So Eric stands up and he's ready to fight him. And, and so that's about to happen. Harvey's Mr. about to kill them. And then Mr. Mr. Turner. Mr. Turner comes sauntering around the corner. And he's like, hey, dude. He doesn't uh, say that. He doesn't say that. I have all. an earring. Come here. Let me put my arm around oh, you. I'm so cool. I guess what? I'm an English teacher. I'm already over this. And a this boxer. Ir- this or irrational hatred is annoying already. Um, no. <laughs> uh, no, Mr. Turner says, uh, first off, he says, it's after three o'clock. Let's mop it. Or we got to get home. We got to hose this place down. And we got to hose this place down. <laughs> and uh, Harvey says, Harvey? Harley. Harley. Damn it. I hope this is his only episode, so I don't have to remember his name. And let me hope. So Harley says, who are you? And he says, I'm your worst nightmare. I'm a teacher. (laughs) Like, what a bad line. (laughs) Whatever. He's such a badass. He's he's great. Mr. Turner is, like, so badass. In his his black clothes. (laughs) In his motorcycle helmet. (laughs) So, yeah, he basically is like, 
I don't like how you're messing with these boys. Since we're the same age, I can beat you up. Because <laughs> all I could think was, like, a teacher can't threaten to beat up a student. Oh, wait, but that student's, like, 25 years old, so I guess he can. Anyway, so he gets rid of him. How? Go on. <laughs> with his wit and charm. Because I love Mr. Turner. <laughs> Well, yeah, so he says uh, he can't be here anymore, and he says, it looks like you were about to beat up one of my students, and I can't have it. And he does. He puts his arm around him and, like, pulls him in tight. Like, yeah. that, like, angry... Like, almost chokehold. Mm-hmm. Like, very close to chokehold. And he does say, he says he teaches kickboxing. Yeah. So, Harley goes... Uh, he goes, could I take you? Yeah. And Mr. Turner's like, no. no. And then off he goes. Yeah. Into the sunset. Well, because uh, Mr. Turner said, I don't want you beating up one of my students. It's my first day in class. If one of my students dies on day one, it'll be a big deal. and It'll people, make me look bad. It'll make me look bad. So do me a favor. Don't kill my students. That's not his voice at all, by the way. For those of you... All right, hold on. For those of you who listen to our show... But hate Boy Meets World. But hate Boy Meets World and never watched it and But never, you're only here for Mr. Turner. And never will watch it. That's not Mr. Turner's real accent. That is me doing a bad one on purpose because I can't do the real one on purpose. So I do the bad one on purpose. You never gave this disclaimer for Mr. Feeney. Well, because I never realized that people might listen to our show and never, ever, ever watch Boy Meets. never... No. Not even, like, slightly. Really? Yeah. That is a foreign and crazy concept So now it's, like, all you're thinking about? Well, now I want to make sure that I properly explain things to people who haven't seen this wonderful tv show mm. uh anyway we've been talking for four years on a 20 minute episode That's so true so this wraps up Corey goes home he's very excited he goes home and tells his parents how awesome eric is and how great of a brother he is and mm-hmm. um i think this is they're sitting on the couch yeah they're just like kind of perched on the couch watching tv with morgan mm-hmm. um and Corey comes in. He's like, yeah, Eric's just so wonderful. And, like, he saved my life and blah, blah, blah. Like, you should be so great. You raised this kid. Like, mm-hmm. and he... And Eric goes... He sits down, grabs the remote out of Corey's hand. I, how did how did he get the remote, Corey? I don't know. He had just um, had it. He grabs it, hits Corey in the head, and, like, starts to turn the channel. Well, then they all start hitting each other. Well, then, then uh, Alan smacks... Eric over the head and takes like, the remote stop, and says, Yeah, like, stop hey, du- bullying younger stop, people or something. Yeah, stop bullying people smaller than you and smacks him in the back of the head and takes the remote from him. And then Amy smacks Alan in the back of the head and says, give me the remote. She said, don't hit kids. Oh, yeah. Don't hit kids. And then Morgan grabs the remote. And screams, shut up, I'm trying to watch TV. And then everybody stops talking and just watches TV. And she goes, and this is our hashtag Morganism for sure. Yeah. She goes... Hmm. She looks around, like surveys her kingdom, and goes, <coughs> "Nope, that's not what. She, that's not what she does." She looks around and surveys her family, and goes, "Now that's power." And there we go. Is that your music from Boy Meets World? Yeah, this I think is that's why it. you're the musician. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, you're so good at music. So season two has started with a bang. Mm-hmm. How do you feel it went off? Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit because we don't want to completely go off the rails here with I, an hour in. I think that like if I were watching it for the first time, which it feels like I was mm-hmm. watching it for the first time, it packed more in that episode than like five episodes of season one. Yeah. 
Um, and I liked what they did differently with the characters that were there mm-hmm. already. Um, there was enough of the character development from season one, but like, again, like they softened Sean's edges to where I couldn't stand him season one. Mm-hmm. This immediately changed my mind about him some. Like, he's not my favorite character, but he's a human. Where the first season you kind of felt like they took like this weird like turn where this was this kid that you couldn't even feel like any endearing feelings towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frankie makes this episode just 100% better than it would have been without him. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been fine. But the fact that Frankie is there, like, elevates it so much further up. Topanga's basically just a cameo. Like, oh, hey, she's going to be in this season. So we are missing someone. Who are we missing? In the last episode of season one, mm-hmm. Topanga is trying to show Corey, Sean, and the other classmate that is visible throughout the first season, Minkus, how to do things with their minds. Who's Minkus? Did Topanga make you forget? With her mind? I, I Who? Where am I? <laughs> anyway, go on. That was a bad bit. <laughs> Um, Topanga is showing them how to turn a light bulb on using mm-hmm. only their will. And she, they're like... She make, they make Corey, or Minkus they make disappear. Minkus disappear. So, he's not at school with them. He's not in this season. They don't talk about him at all. Or he's not in this episode, at yeah. least. They don't talk about, about him at all. And we'll, we'll discuss more as the episodes go, go on. And maybe he'll show maybe up. Maybe he'll show up. I have no idea because season two is an enigma to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think... I think in this episode, you're right. They packed in so much more than they would pack in in season one. I think also it's very, very clear that A, they knew this show had lasting power mm-hmm. and they wanted to set it up for the future. They they set up conflict in the bullies, yeah. multiple bullies. Yeah. Um, they set but up... also some heart there too, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. They Yes, they set up... Um, they set up Mr. Turner as a teacher, which is as annoying as you feel that he is, is very important because I think they saw we can't keep Mr. Feeney as their only go-to and make it last because Mr. Feeney isn't flawed enough as a character. Right. Because there's there's not enough writing you can do about him because all he is there for is to be the narrating voice reminding Corey of what he should be thinking of. Right, Mr. and he's already their neighbor too. Right, Mr. Turner is a flawed character. Right. Which gives you things to write about like you're already seeing him struggle mm-hmm. in episode one we never had to really see mr feeney struggle other than the fact that he was annoyed with Corey or alone or alone but that was really just a one-off and apparently thing. a murderer also that but that's more subtle and he and... painted yeah he what that's not a flaw oh, i don't that's true okay <laughs> i just thought we were <laughs> that's a, naming that's a... things that he does no he's a gardener <laughs> yeah that's not that was a sick burn on painters i guess yeah, he's flawed. He's a painter, remember? Uh, no, there were no flaws to Mr. Feeney as a character. Right. And with Mr. Turner, there's already so many. And yeah. as evidenced by the fact that you hate him an episode in. But Yeah, and I don't think I hate him. I just, there's, it's that trope that's annoying. And I think that I don't, I get really confused when I'm not sure what the writers want me to feel like. I think- like, did they want me to think he was cool? No, they definitely didn't want you to think he was cool, but they did want you to know that he thought he was cool or that okay. he wanted to be cool and he wanted the kids to think he was cool. And, and that's you- why I'm open to uh, 
him growing on me because of the fact that like if it were just him if if I if we go through the season and it's just him trying to be cool or thinking he's cool the whole time then boo on that I don't want that but if they develop him the way that they've developed all these other characters and you start seeing like the reasoning behind it or um him learning that that's not what is necessary or learning with the kids because he's younger, like whatever, whatever the case may be, if they develop his character, I'm willing to let him grow on me. Right. That's literally what I'm saying. They, they set up all of these characters Mm -hmm. to grow and change Mm -hmm. and, and become different things. Right. They, they knew that this show had lasting power. They also saw what they had in the people that they had and capitalized on it. They mm-hmm. wrote Corey in a way that he was able to just kind of use his comedic timing. Yeah. They wrote Sean in a way that he was able to be more endearing, but still be cool enough to make out with the girl in a locker. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. FYI, they went he, to the locker and they made out. Yeah. It's, Tanya already spoiled that. Yeah, but it's um, weird. He's in seventh grade. It's whatever. Um, but, I mean, they obviously wrote Topanga differently mm-hmm. to start this season. Yeah. Um, like... First season, she's hippie. I don't know that that is something that's going to ever be a thing again. It doesn't look like it from here, for sure. No. Something clearly happened in the in the summer. Maybe her parents got divorced or whatever. Uh, because that's the kind of thing that can shake someone to their core yeah. and, and change the way they feel about life in general. Especially when your parents are preaching love and whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll figure that out more as the season goes. But mm-hmm. I think there's so much change in the characters, but also they built on what their strengths were. They built on Topanga, whatever Danielle Fischel's strengths as an actress were, and made her more like fun and quirky instead yeah. of weird and quirky. Right. And and Mr. Feeney, we haven't seen enough of to really know what they did with his character. But yeah, the start of it was just like, wow, you're super way more grouchy. Yeah. Uh, and why are you just walking into their house (laughs) yeah but so that's that's i'm excited to see where they go from here me too um it's a it was a more than solid first episode this first episode was better than the entire first season it was and it made me so sad to only be watching one episode and i don't want to um let that disparage you know, I know a lot of people love the first season, and some people, I, you know, we had somebody on Reddit who who listened to our show. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate everybody. Like we've we've had a lot of feedback over the last few episodes, and we really, 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 really appreciate it so much. I and, do at least. And I don't every, know if Tanya does. I I appreciate it more than Alden does, and um, like we've had, we've sort of reached out on different social media sites to say like, hey, can My you space. check this out? MySpace, um, Live Journal. What were the other ones? <laughs> I, I never, I never got into social media until like Facebook anyway, was a thing. So. Anyway, it's been a year and a half since we started this episode. It's so true. I'm so tired. So uh, anyway, we had a guy on Reddit uh, who, or we had somebody on Reddit. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't want to assume who you person. are. We had a person on Reddit point out that season one is their favorite season, mm-hmm. and that's great. There's a lot of people who say other things. There's there were people online who were saying that later seasons that may or may not ever exist were their favorite seasons. We've had, so, I've heard people say that the final season was awful or like, I mean, everyone has their favorite things. Mm-hmm. I love the first season, mm-hmm. but I've seen it too much. But I, in, in 
all seriousness, in this episode, there was so much more character development and progression in what's to come mm-hmm. in in one episode than there had been in the first. The first 22 episodes were mostly, and there were spots here and there where it changed. Topanga did grow as a character mm-hmm. throughout that season, but most of the other characters didn't grow yeah. at all. But in this episode you're seeing real growth and change. And I think that's a positive in any show. Mm-hmm. I don't think one-off episodes where just silly things happen is ever a good thing for a show. We got to wrap this bad boy up. It's been way too long. I'm so tired. Um, I can't stop talking about the same things. <laughs> uh, so this has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, season two, episode one, actual episode 13. I don't. We don't have a whole lot to add other than find us on Twitter, Find us on whatever. Rate us on iTunes. We'd like to see what you guys think. We'd like your feedback. Send us an email, bmgmbmw at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter if you want, at bmgmbmw. Give us some ways that you feel like we should be present on social media. What do you want to see from us? Yeah. Uh, we'd like to figure out, we'd like to grow, just as Boy Meets World is. Yes. Oh, way to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, so thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets World, World Season 2, Episode 1, or Real Episode 13. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. Wait, I said it. I shouldn't say it. You say I it again. I say it. I, that's I why know. I said it first. Go ahead, say it again. Class dismissed. When this boy meets girl, this boy meets